0: However you like to do it, indoors, outdoors, in the gym or playing the field, you know that being fit comes with benefits. At Lifestyle Sports, we have the sportswear for you. Brands that turn you on. Innovation that gives you the edge and no strings of dust. So you can choose life with benefits. Style with benefits. Sports with benefits. Your life, your style, your sports at LifestyleSports.com.
1: Welcome to episode 102 of the BloodandMud.com podcast. I am Lee Calvert, I'm the editor of BloodandMud.com and joining me over there is... Uh,
2: Josh Gordon of uh, com.
1: If you don't mind, Josh, I'm going to do the rest of this introduction in the style of referee Wayne Barnes. Absolutely. Thank you very much for answering that question. That was really good answering the question. Thank you very much for listening and for answering the question. We've all been looking, we'll be looking this weekend at all the weekend action.
2: You didn't call me mate at any point there, so <laughs> I feel like you... You're, it needs work, that impression.
1: We'll yeah. be looking at all the weekend action plus Fantasy League updates. We've done another... I've done another, I've done another song. Oh, Get ready, uh, everybody. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> um, and then we'll have the world-famous uh, shit-good ratings. I can I can genuinely say they are world-famous because we do have listeners all around the world when I look at therefore, our numbers. so te-
2: Technically world-famous. Technically,
1: there are people around the world who know what it is. Therefore... I mean, yeah. um, can you Stretched just lean forward it. into the Let's microphone go. and answer the question that I just said there, Josh? Uh yes. Thank you very much for leaning into the microphone. Well listened. Good listening. Thank you very much, Josh, for leaning into the microphone.
2: Again. Then it's uh, mate. In. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Thank you,
1: Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good ref, but there's no need for all that, is there? Seriously. No, They're the, not the kindergarten stuff, children, Do you know? I mean? The mate
2: stuff absolutely drives me mad. <laughs> it's like I mean it's quite funny. But I'm sure that Wayne Barnes never used to call people mate. No, I'm sure this is an affectation. And I'm sure
1: he didn't call everybody by the first first names all the time. I noticed that more than I've ever noticed before.
2: I think it's like the Nige effect.
1: Is is that what it is? He's getting all the big gigs, so therefore I'm going to get more pallet.
2: Wayne Barnes wants a bit more after-dinner-speaking coin, and so he's trying to develop himself a bit of a personality as the guy that calls you mate. (laughs) No oh
1: dear. <laughs> anyway, how can you get in touch with this? You can get in touch with the pod at Blood and Mud. That's me, and there's Lee at Blood and and there's a website and all that. And how do people get in touch with you, Josh?
2: Uh, well, there's RugbyShirtWatch.com, of course, and then there's uh, at RugbyShirtWatch on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, of course, there's at Josh Gardner if you really want to hear me go on about shit that will bore you. <laughs>
1: Josh, thank you, mate, for answering that question when I asked you to answer it and not carrying on <laughs> t- and stopping talking in a reasonable time. Thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop doing this now, okay? <laughs> I
2: mean, part of me is genuinely very curious as to whether you could keep this up for the entire
1: <laughs> no, hour just the and intro. ten or
2: whatever it is. Yeah, okay, good.
1: As you know, because you're listening already, this is on Acast. It's on iTunes. Thank you very much for everyone who listens and rates us and reviews. us, and obviously, anywhere where podcasts are flogged. To the masses, you can find this. Thank you very much indeed. We begin as we always begin with a player spotted. Um, we we're getting so many of these now. I do apologise if you have sent one. I am going to get to it eventually. I'm doing a few this week because there's so many because I'm just going to end up forgetting them.
2: So Almost like people just are constantly seeing rugby players in incredibly mundane circumstances. Yeah.
1: If you live in the yeah. right part of the country, I think it's quite a common thing to happen. But anyway, mm-hmm. Richie Wallow got in touch on the, FB, on the Facebook page. And he said, I just got off the train from Cardiff to Newport after the Wales match, Wales-Italy match, that is, and ended up standing next to Willis Holoholo, Ray Lilo, and the human bus Nick Williams. I hope this is mundane enough. He's like, how is there any room on the platform or on the train?
2: (laughs) Did he say he was getting a train back to Newport?
1: Yeah the hell are they doing living in newport <laughs> richie why do you live in newport josh yeah would like it's to like that.
2: lads you all play for cardiff you could live in cardiff
1: oh no you want to know why they live in newport as, yeah. opposed,
2: to, as opposed to why richie lives in newport okay, well i assume on. that he's not got any Why choice does anybody in live in
1: newport please tell well
2: yeah i assume he's got I no choice in the newport, matter please. and you don't know any difference but i mean god these lads have all just turned up in cardiff apropos of nothing and gone now nah, we'll live in the shit bit 15 miles away
1: James Franklin also got in touch on the Facebook page. He said, "Here's a play spotted. I keep forgetting to send because I have better things to do." I don't believe that's Excellent. true. I don't believe that's true, James. <laughs> shortly, he <laughs> after... still
2: sent it though. You? He <laughs> you did uh... send it though,
1: James. Yeah, shortly after the end of the last season, I saw Willie Hines queuing at a petrol station near Gloucester. It was a Great. BP station. Good detail. He said he also bought a sandwich. However, I can't remember what the filling was.
2: I would have, that would have verged on stalker for me. So. <laughs> It's like, you can have a look, If you know, you're looking over a shoulder at a man's sandwich choice. That's, that's probably getting into his personal space a little bit, in my opinion.
1: And finally for this week, Ed got in touch on Twitter and he said, a late player spotted submission. I've just seen David Denton in the Apple store getting help from a man who was wearing glasses like Cyclops from the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> now, just imagine for a minute.
2: It's a glorious detail that.
1: Imagine for a minute if David Denton had put those Cyclops from the X-Men glasses on.
2: Yeah, imagine if some—I mean, oprah doesn't—but imagine if something befell him in an Ian McKinley style, and he had to start wearing Cyclops style glasses, um, to play rugby
1: with that, with that man. With that, with yeah, that you can have man- some kind of integrated glasses and and bobble scenario—a
2: <laughs> a whole thing. It, it goes all the way up around his head like a sort of weird headpiece,
1: like a rugby yeah. turban.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs>
1: why <laughs> not Les Under Armour you must fancy that are you listening
2: yeah why not
1: that was a player spotted thank you everybody who sends them in if yeah, you please if you want to you yeah. know we have got lots but keep sending them in because they're great and you can send them in at Blood and Mud you can send them in at lee at bloodandmud.com and so on on the direct messages because they're open now so thank you yeah. very much
2: slide into his DMs
1: uh, have we got any news
2: uh, it's kind of that last week of the Six Nations nonsense isn't it nothing really happens George North doesn't want to play for Saints anymore.
1: Yeah, is there some some rumour about an interim deal?
2: There is basically a. Wru has said if you'd like to never play for Saints again, what with the coach needlessly hanging you out to dry last week, um, we'll bring you back to Wales like whatever it is three or four months early, and you can play for a region for the next three months. Um, And the Ospreys, unsurprisingly, have gone. He can come and play for us, um, so it'll be interesting to Not see what comes out. Not play for Eli Walker anymore. Well, yeah, that's the thing that wage bill has got dramatically smaller in terms of player retirements over the last <laughs> year or so. So uh, yeah, you know, let's let's see what happens there. Um, lots of players have got injured. Most of England's loose forwards have got injured. It oh seems. Um, so it does, however, mean that. Uh, There has been a triumphant return. Obviously, we saw the triumphant return for uh, James Haskell on the weekend, but also Eddie's managed to finally get over his massive and inexplicable Don Armand aversion. I mean, obviously, he's finally got over that whole. Zimbabwean pop idol thing <laughs> yeah, like...
1: well, yeah. But please God don't let him near a microphone. Yeah the um
2: whatever you don't make you know when they, they make new caps sing a song, don't Oh don't
1: do... please don't do that. If anybody from the England squad is listening because of the yeah. yeah. I can't remember what episode that was in, go back and listen. An no ages, ago. ages ago. The yeah. um Yeah, so it must be great being Don Armand, and by great I mean it mustn't be at all. Because he's got to turn up at Pennyhill Park <laughs> or everything. they still do they still go to Pennyhill Park? Uh,
2: they do, yes, yeah.
1: He's going to tell him at Pennyhill Park, literally, they're like 12th choice. But, like, it's like full the well, shittest but... arranged marriage in the world.
2: Yeah. Knowing full well that he's almost certainly not getting on the field <laughs> and he will almost certainly never get on the field ever again. This is going to be his one and only brush with international rugby unless he opts to go and play for Zimbabwe, which is an option, I guess. Has he played for England yet? Don't think so. Or has he? Didn't he play, if so.
1: Did he play in Argentina?
2: Is possible let's find out
1: find out now immediately Then we'll finish up the news
2: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. gm
1: gerardo's injured as well
2: yes which is excellent news uh yes one England- for you as a
1: welsh person we must yes. stress he doesn't just doesn't wish injury on people well i don't think he does but
2: no but uh yes he won uh is uh, he came on as a replacement against argentina last yeah, year i thought he had. Um, and as he's 29, that will be his only
1: But Well, camp. Will Welch and stuff was getting ahead of him, weren't they? That's weird. Why are they aren't? He's not had a call-up. Is he injured? He's <laughs> I've there got already. no I idea. I can't remember Who now. Knows. I've lost track. There's so many injuries, I don't we're,
2: know. We're literally in the last week of the Six Nations where it's already been decided. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. The, the wheels are off. Let's just do, go mad and do weird shit like call up Don Armand and see what happens.
1: Other news, some of you may have noticed on Twitter this week, we had a bit of a poll about whether you'd be willing to pay a bit of money for the pod and (laughs) stuff like that. Just to reassure you, it was just testing the water to see where we're up to. The pod will always be free, certainly the the weekly episode will always be free, but we're thinking about maybe setting up one of these Patreon, 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 Things. It would really
2: help if they invented a thing that people could actually pronounce yeah. so that they could use it to you know, yeah. promote their thing.
1: Call it Brian or something. Yeah, I'm thinking of starting up a Brian where you're basically, yeah. uh, asking, where well, we might make some extra episodes available for people who want to give us a little bit of money or just people who want to say thank you to us for the time that we yeah. give in preparing if... this shit show every week, then please feel free. So.
2: If you honestly listen to this and think, God, I'd love some more of that, then... <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, seek help, and secondly, and then put Thank, your you, thank you, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we do accept PayPal or Google Wallet. Or I also
1: stressed that this might never happen. We just, we just, we just floating
2: Yeah, idea, we're just, so. It was literally a. It, we're just wondering, if, just wondering. Anybody, if if do you like this thing enough to chuck us a couple of quid to get a little bit more of it? Is is the long yes. and short of it? I yeah. think because um, you know this is free. Yes, it's, it's always going to be free. But, you know, as pimping ain't easy, as they once said.
1: Speaking of pimping things, thank you for everyone. (laughs) Thank you. you. I love to know where this is going. Thank you for everyone who has bought some of the T-shirts we've been pimping in the T-Mill shop. There is a T-Mill blood and mud shop now where we start to add some. And thank you very much for... We should
2: say these things, like promote them.
1: We should really, shouldn't we? And thank you very much for... uh, Tweedyatrix on Twitter got in touch with me to point out I'd spelt Millennium wrong on the Millennium Stadium T-shirt, so <laughs> so I'll have to correct that. So thanks very much.
2: This is why you probably should have. This is given why, yeah, professional sub editor me a chance to look over. That's true. Rather than just there. whacking it up there. Maybe, maybe. So you can buy a T-shirt.
1: Know. You can do all of that kind of stuff. You can get you can get a very disappointed T-shirt. You can get a by and large going terribly T-shirt. You can get <laughs> I still call it the Millennium Stadium spelled incorrectly T-shirt. Oh dear. Loads of things on sold, there. have we sold No any? Bruno No Clue you can get Yeah, we have. we sold a few. Some
2: No, have we sold any of the wrongly spelt Millennium no. Stadium ones yet? Yeah, People thanks. are more
1: into the bi going terribly in very disappointed t shirts. And somebody's I've... somebody's bought a no brew no clue t shirt in bath colours.
2: That's fantastic. So I, somebody's I...
1: wearing that probably to bath games.
2: I profoundly if you this is the other thing. If you're buying our t shirts and you're particularly the no brew no clue or the soon to be correctly spelled, I still call it the Millennium <laughs> Stadium. If you're wearing them to those venues, take a photo. Yeah. We'd
1: tweet love it, to see at it. Blood and Mud, let us see it. And at Josh yeah. Gardner.
2: Or if you're a WIU employee and you're wearing my By and Large It's Going Terribly t-shirt, <laughs> take that one as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Shall we actually talk about the weekend then?
2: I suppose we would probably better around doesn't what we? What have we learn I mean, from the weekend? What have we learned? Um... I've learned that Eddie Jones probably needs to get Glenn Eller to come back for more than just the summer tours yes. ASAP.
1: I'd forgotten he'd kind of gone. I also want him back because I like the way that he looked like a sort of peripheral Sopranos character in his tracksuit. <laughs> he,
2: he looks like Big Pussy, doesn't he? He does.
1: Look like, yeah. he looks exactly like Big Pussy from the Sopranos, yeah. <laughs> Terribly frightened of fish and things. Yeah. But well, that
2: wasn't... Um, yes, away. but it's like, ella has been part of the... England set up during the two moments of his tenure now where they've most looked like they know what the fuck they're doing attacking wise. They he came on board as what was it skills coach against Australia in 2016, that went well. Yeah, Uh, you might well remember. Um, And then of course he was proper attack coach in Argentina last summer, and they were throwing around like nobody's business. And whatever Eddie's doing right now, England are not fucking working.
1: I think there's an an issue around. Promoting English coaches, so suppose if it's not Glenella if it's English, who's, who's going an attack coach who's English? You might pull it, in. <laughs>
2: Dave um, Walder. Yeah, that's not great, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, the the mere mention of of Dave Walder, my cat just let out a sort of weird guttural <laughs> howl. Dave the Walder. <laughs> yes, exactly and, and frankly who can blame him. But um, yeah, like I mean let's not fate that England at the end of the game on Saturday had four line from the one yard line and they managed one slightly jammy try. That's not good, is it?
1: We look you are absolutely terrible. <laughs> and what by and large Well yeah, but the thing is, right? A lot of people saying say not this week, oh, well, you're being a bit too down. And, you know, it's, it, that's the trouble with fans. They swing from one side to the other. Can I just say, you can go back and listen to this for about 12 months. And I've been saying this is coming for a yeah. while.
2: Yeah, You've, fair play to you. You have been accurately predicting the incoming death of...
1: Well, the problems that we've had haven't been fixed. So once the dynamic, powerful forward thing didn't quite go as well as it should... Then all you're left with is, is a team that hasn't got very powerful forwards. You can't create a fucking thing. Yeah. No matter who you are, that's not a good mix. It's not a good luck. It's not a good cocktail in rugby. Also, I think I've come to the conclusion I've learned this weekend. I think that England's speed of ball problem is genetic. <laughs> it's literally like in the, in the psyche of the nation. They Traven tried to bring a few foreigners in to sort it out. Yes but, but eventually it just ends up being as slow as fuck again.
2: <laughs> it's bizarre. and the thing that I noticed and the contrast between England's loose foot like there was some absurdly awful stat that like Billy Vunipola in his last like five international games or whatever it is has beaten more defenders than the entire Engl- every England back row player in this entire Six Nations so far. On his, like he did that on his own last year.
1: I mean they have and... missed any team would miss that kind of carrying. Absolutely. He's completely I... unique in the world, effectively,
2: but, but I noticed yeah. that when I was watching like everyone else this weekend, even Wales, which is a fucking unbelievable state of affairs, but their loose forwards were always trying to change the point of attack when they were running into contact. Like Mm. they were always taking a little step, just like all just that little tiny step to the right or to the left, and instantly you can't just get it super lined up and smashed. Whereas England players were just taking the ball and running straight onto it, and there was no attempt to sort of make the like evade the first tackler, it was just seeking out like
1: Mm. contact. It's just like a the whole point of having Ford and Fowler in there is to be this play-making axles, but they're not actually creating anything. They did against Italy, no. but as we know, that doesn't count, as you found no, out genuinely Sunday,
2: fucking you know. doesn't count. <laughs> <You> know, nothing
1: <laughs> so, nothing you do against Italy
2: counts at
1: all. And I think Ford, it's difficult, isn't it, because he's so talented, George Ford, but he's probably going to be the casualty of all of this, I think.
2: I, I, well, that's one of the other things that I've learned, is that George Ford's time might be up. 'Cause I don't think he'd be awful this six Nations.
1: No, he hasn't. No, he's just not been able if you're gonna have him in, he has to do what he can do and he's not been doing it. He's not getting it. And his quick kicking ball. game's not too clever either.
2: No, it says something that England have missed Ben Young's as much as they have, but it's all gone to cock without him. It really has.
1: He is the he is quite clearly the best available, which says something, I mm. suppose, but Danny Care just doesn't offer much. I think the thing is that and Farrell's trying to carry and kick and playmake and everything and he's a very talented yeah. lad but it's just Usually. too much I think he's probably praying for Manu to get fit to be honest let's well, just go back to that remember <laughs> well, fucking hell
2: <laughs> how many England coaches have fucking been and gone praying for fucking Manu to get fit again like it's surely it's got to happen eventually but
1: at least all the like, chatter will stop now because I said hmm. that winning streak was ridiculously misleading I've been saying it for ages so basically it's I'm glad it's kind of
2: yeah, properly. Like, it's 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 remarkable. Like, this is what happens with Eddie Jones' teams as well. He has two yeah, years of it going quite that, well, and then the wheels fucking come off in year three. And I don't think that's exactly and what's happening A lot of people here. say in the
1: England, you know, isn't Ireland managed to rest their lions, and, and England look really tired. And it's like, yeah, but that's entirely the choice of the people that do it, isn't it?
2: And also, <laughs> English rugby should never and can never moan about, oh, they can rest their players. Because if you cannot find a fucking decent test level, like starting 15, out of what you fucking got, given that you've got what five times more players than everyone else, and loads more money than everyone else, it's like, there's not really any excuse as to why you can't, you know, (coughs) given England's strength in depth, like... Why is he? If these players are too tired, why isn't he not trying other players? Given that England have probably got at least two good players in every position, and also like just yeah, everybody <laughs> just basically all, bollocks.
1: We've That's all what got say, fucking.
2: Yeah. We've all got fucking problems, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's, it's it, and the thing is. There was some change this week, you know, Watson at fullback finally. But if you if you're not gonna create anything, a lot of people say, oh, Watson doesn't show up very well. It's like, well he's not going to, is he? No. And
2: Try showing up well
1: in that. Yeah. If you're gonna play like that, you might as well have Mike Brown back in. But um
2: And that is the thing for me. It's like they've it's almost like Eddie's kind of finally got fucked off enough with all of the constant clamour for Watson. He's gone, fine, I'll put him in at fifteen. And then in a similar way that Warren Gatlin did when he sort of put Liam Williams at 15 and Liam Williams does fuck all for Wales because he's telling Liam Williams to play 15 in the way that Wales want a 15 to play, which is to be a defensive sweeper and a kicker. And of course then Liam Williams doesn't sparkle like he does for Saracens or for the Scarlets at the time because he's not doing what his natural game is. And, it's exactly the same with Watson. If you basically ask Anthony Watson to stand back there and field kicks and be solid under the high ball, that's all, you know. What's he, what else is he what else is he able to do? It's uh it's there are so many things that have gone wrong. Well not so many things that have gone wrong, but so many truths and so many realities that have been kind of unearthed for England in this Six Nations, I think. And I feel like people are already getting hysterical about it. <laughs> when, in many ways, a lot of this stuff has been obvious for about a year.
1: Yes, absolutely. The autumn was a, was an indicator of we weren't convincing against a lot of shite in the autumn. You know. Anyway, I can't go on there. But speaking no, of that, but... even though England were terrible, <clears throat> how what I learned is I, what I learned is I will never understand how France won that game. Mm. Half the squads well gone. I will since. <laughs> So yeah,
2: if... I, I can understand how France won that game, and that is because they're basically competent at the breakdown,
1: mm.
2: whereas England are fucking shockingly bad at it. Like, bafflingly so. I'm sh- they, They've they got much and worse. I
1: that English backs don't seem to clear out.
2: No, they're not, What's they are not fancy about? It, do they? <laughs> it's almost like... I mean, you would imagine that Farrell fancies it,
1: they're obviously told not to. There's no way that you're standing there going, I don't fancy clearing out. A professional yeah. rugby player, they're obviously told yeah. not to clear out. But it's, it's really mad, odd.
2: isn't it? And, and the fact that Eddie Jones is like, "What?" Quote, the reality is we probably won't get better at it until the World Cup. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, get better at it by next week.
1: Stuart Lancaster's stood somewhere in his man stance, in he, with his foot up on a chair. Yeah. Just gently, sagely nodding like a Cumbrian yeah. shepherd. What he's seen. Yeah. As the sun goes down behind him. Yep, Yep. (laughs) yeah. As the sun goes down behind him on his wonderful cottage.
2: Yeah. And his lovely
1: job at Leinster, everyone likes him. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't have to face the press.
2: (laughs) And he can just stay in his, he can stay up north and never have to venture south. (laughs)
1: Yeah, never have to commute. <laughs> he actually. I'll started... take the job, but the commute. I have to guarantee on the commute, and I have a carriage full of Northerners all the way there and all the way back. <laughs> so I have, so I'm, only, I'm never surrounded by different people.
2: It's funny actually. Stuart Lancaster's first year at England as England coach. I went to the England kit launch that year, oh, yeah. and for some and for some baffling reason, I didn't understand why at the time. Um, the kit launch was at a school in Leeds. And at the time, I I
1: was, <laughs> you understand why now, though, don't you?
2: Now I understand because <laughs> yeah. he literally never wanted to venture south than sort of.
1: And he also thought there was a message in those him. things, and he's one of those kind of people.
2: He would, yeah, it was, it was a little economy and a lot of I hate the south and I don't want to. Be where there are you launching your the kitchen?
1: Where, where are you launching the kitchen in a council house in Selby?
2: <laughs> literally in my front <laughs> room <ear. laughs> <laughs> mind the, the dogs in the garden yeah.
1: so uh, yeah but anyway, yeah. how did France win again the Breton I think well let's let's analyse what France didn't have going for them in that game right after squad that started the tournament was not there anymore yeah. Tran Duke was back yeah. Lionel boxes Mr. Touch Kick on the 18th minute to end the game of such dazzling stupidities, it's hard to believe. Guile, the Emperor of Unfulfilled promise Fiku was on quite early in the game. Yes. They won 66% of their scrums.
2: Yeah. And I'd their like... line
1: out was so bad it resembled a drunk rowing team trying to nut a pub ceiling. <laughs> and missing the pub ceiling forty-six percent of the time. Yeah.
2: And also the marvellous offloading Matthew Bastereau appears to be a one week <laughs> engagement because
1: that, that completely jumped the shark. Yeah, and
2: yeah, yeah. Did you see him <laughs> attempt that fucking offload at the end of the first half? Where I genuinely I... don't, I, I rarely look at a sportsman and think I could have done that better than you, but I fucking definitely could have done that exact moment better.
1: We, than we played at a rugby sevens tournament when I was at high school. And this, they drafted some people in that day to play because <laughs> there was about mm. five of us that played rugby and nobody else did. There was a big lad called Alan Griffiths, right? And yeah. they brought him in, and he got—he never played rugby before. He got the ball. People came at him, and he ran backwards. <laughs> and then basically kind of half-arsely lob the ball forwards over the top of their head as they were coming at him in panic, like like the worst quarterback in the world. And that was basically exactly what Bastro did, except he's a well-paid professional rugby player.
2: It was just kind of... I wouldn't even call it a flap. It was like he was playing volleyball, but with like a kebab or something. It was just... Unbelievably bad.
1: It was. I remember, well, I actually laughed out loud when he did it, and then I, I went on Twitter and you out put, "I've right. just laughed just out loud." <laughs> it,
2: was, it was. a perfect so, end to what oh, was. Let's face it, a comic. It,
1: it was an. But distribution of Bastro was an ephemeral thing. People won't believe it existed. In years to come, people would talk yeah, in mystic say, tones. He's never
2: fucking offloaded in his life, <laughs> and you'll go. I beg to fucking
1: differ. <laughs> I was there that day. <laughs> Um,
2: France, though, Ooh, yeah, is the theme. You know, they say, you know, the old cliche of France team turning up, yada yada yada. Yeah, but that's always obviously long gone. However, there is one mantra that needs to become a thing with France, and that is, whoever you are, whatever you do, however good you are they will bring you down to a level of unwatchably shit rugby. <laughs> that
1: was, they are basically England in the 2007 World Cup.
2: <laughs> Massively. <But laughs> after that defeat, to new,
1: after that defeat to South Africa where we got hammered, yeah. we basically went, right, that's it now. Everybody's yeah. going to get pulled yeah. into our cesspool <laughs> <Yeah>. of miserableness.
2: <laughs> we don't want to play rugby and neither can you. Yeah but it it they they've they've got it to a fucking like England were good at it. they rode it all the way to a fucking world Cup final, although let's not forget France did that in two thousand eleven as clear, well clear enough. they've been doing this shit for like six years now, and whole like it's incredible when you think of how they brought Ireland down to unwatchable shit levels, how they brought Scotland down to unwatchable shit levels, how they I mean, Italy were kind of already there, but they even sucked the joy out of...
1: The first half of that was still more miserable than it should have been.
2: Yeah, well, I was still basically unwatchable. And then, obviously, I mean, it's it's enough to make you not... Like, as a Wales fan, I'm just thinking, oh, for fucks. Like, I don't really... I think we're probably going to win the game. But I just think it's going to be 80 minutes of absolute fucking... Boredom and shite and niggle and just run big men running at other big men with no real fucking art or artistry. Well, people just to the time.
1: hands only. I island like you said they're exactly the same thing. Just sent sent one out rugby out to him. I mean, it's funny enough. People try... get
2: intimidated by it. People get intimidated by the size of their pack huh. and how. Disciplined they are, on, you know, credit to them. They're not disciplined in any other poor part of the game, but defensively, they are fucking rock solid. 95 percent of at, their
1: tackles this weekend. Yeah,
2: and people look at that and they get intimidated by it and they think, if we try and play fancy Dan shit.
1: The angles weren't exactly putting their defensive stretch to uh, to, 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 <laughs> to test, though, were they? Well, no, and I'd be intrigued
2: to see if Wales are actually capable of mm. putting some sort mm. of phases, because, you know, for all of Wales' many, 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 many flaws. Over this tournament, they're starting to look like a team that can play rugby again, to to a greater or lesser degree. But yeah, they just France, whatever you, whoever you are, you know, same against the bloody All Blacks for God's sake. France will bring you down to somewhere approaching their level. So and, what I learned
1: though is is that this weekend is um as much as a lot of people said England are terrible and I can it is there's a lot of fine margins, isn't there, in this tournament. <laughs> Because <clears throat> yes. if it wasn't for that completely unbelievable once-in-a-ten-years-drop goal, once-in-a-five-years-drop goal from Sexton yeah. versus Ireland, yeah. France would have three wins now. <clears throat> yeah. And also, there's the Scotland passes, which we'll come to this weekend. The Anson-Luke yeah. pass versus Ireland. Yeah, If that had been a couple of feet either way, yeah. that was good. Sorry, against England. T-M-
2: sorry. TMO against yeah. England.
1: The TMO against England.
2: Yeah, you know.
1: It's a funny well, little thing.
2: Yeah, Wales are, you know, a couple of moments in their season. You know, the TMO thing against England, the not throwing, you know, throwing that pass at the end of the Ireland game a split second later. You know, either of those, they go their way and they're competing for the championship next weekend. And equally, yeah, Ireland, that sexton drop goal doesn't go over. Ireland are, you know, still struggling to, you know, try and win the championship this weekend. You know, it's, it's... it's been a really good tournament, because of this, in spite of the fact that some of the rugby that's been played and some of the games have not been brilliant,
1: hmm. I
2: think it's been a really exciting tournament.
1: It's been, there's a lot of ebb and flow to it, I think is the word, isn't it? Yes. Before it we hasn't... move off England, shall I do my song?
2: Oh, obviously, yeah.
1: <laughs> it I is about England, England related. this one. Yeah. It is England related. Uh, this is about a certain England winger. Oh,
2: which um, one? It, I can't imagine which one.
1: It's, it's, it's about Johnny May of course it is so um, obviously again I don't do the full song it's just a verse and a chorus so don't get you know don't everybody turn off too much so here we go ladies and gentlemen this week's song Turning Johnny May i go to dance here Leicester winger and England too. Infrequent flanker with not much clue. <laughs> I run in straight lines and it's all that I can do. I'm on the left side, outside my ground. Puts on the touchline. I call so loud. I tend to run to where support cannot be found. <laughs> i son of Korea <laughs> And tried to solve it like a couple of slaps. And Matt <laughs> O'Connor Fixed my career Place me at fullback and it's not just the laughs The ball yeah. goes over my head Turning round, I'm turning round, still turning round I'm turning Johnny May, I think I'm turning Johnny May I really think
2: so
1: I'm turning Johnny May I think I'm turning Johnny May I really think so I'm turning Johnny May I think I'm turning Johnny May I really think so johnny may I think johnny may i really think so and there you go turning johnny may
2: i feel like you wrote the lyrics to that song before entirely making sure that you were capable <laughs> of singing the chorus <laughs>
1: It's, I'll tell you what. I've never sung that song before, and it's not so much the range of it. Honestly, the, the, there's there's not much room to breathe in those verses. No.
2: There's a lot of of it's it's very there's a, it's intense. <laughs> it is
1: full on. I couldn't it's have done. The that's why I yeah. did a verse chorus. To be honest, I couldn't have stand another two <laughs> minutes of it. Good God!
2: No, don't blame you. Do not blame you.
1: Anyway, we're going back to what we learned, aren't
2: we? Oh yeah. <laughs> What have I learned? I've learned that um, that song is
1: difficult to sing. Next.
2: <laughs> um.
0: However you like to do it. Indoors. Outdoors. In the gym or playing the field. You know that being fit comes with benefits. At Lifestyle Sports, we have the sportswear for you. Brands that turn you on. Innovation that gives you the edge. And no strings of life, So you can choose life with benefits. Style with benefits. Sports with benefits. Your life, your style, your sports. At lifestylesports.com. Acast recommends. Podcasts we love. Change Makers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out, or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good families and children respecting their own individuality.
2: In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people.
0: Nobody's pooling the resources together. And actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: ACast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now.
2: <coughs> what have I learned? Oh, I've learned. That Peter Horn um, probably should have carried on watching the entire Ireland versus Wales game um, on his video analysis session this week <laughs> instead of just turning off about two minutes before the end, um, and then he might not have thrown that fucking carbon copy interception to Stockdale. <laughs> Literally, exactly the same.
1: I mean, it's clever from Stockdale, isn't it? Because he obviously knows it's he's coming, and he's a big, tall lad, so he can get in yeah, there, can't he? he can but get in.
2: He's, he's Tommy Bowesque in that regard, mm. I would say. Young Tommy Bowen. But surely anybody
1: That's does him. analysis, just goes right and don't throw that pass against them, just put it yeah. through the hands because he's way out of position. So yeah, massively <laughs> so.
2: But uh, no, apparently he hadn't done his homework there. Oh well.
1: I did say the weekend, I said, as we said last week, that Peter Horn should do some of Russell's work for him, but that didn't include throwing interceptions. No. To be that fair though, sh- he played pretty well, Peter Horne. Leaving that Honestly, aside, he put a lot of tackles like- in and played quite well.
2: Couple of people, sort of our Scottish listeners uh, were saying today. You know, is it just us rose tinting it, or you know, even though that was kind of bad on he the yeah, the score was
1: a pasted, yeah, yeah,
2: but it didn't feel as bad as Wales did, and I think absolutely not. That's probably like true. Scotland as well, yeah. way better than they were against Wales. It's just Ireland are a much better team, like than Wales are, and so like it's and certainly uh, they they can. They can do that to you a lot easier than Wales can, why I feel. Did,
1: why did... I mean, Hall must want to keep, you know, just bury himself in the garden when he sees that. Not the interceptions so much, because they happen when you go into those big passes. It's that yeah. next one where he had that... Was it hog stuck next to him? Oh, and he tried God. to f- ping it like five million miles an hour. Like a Tomahawk Absolutely, cruise missile like straight, to,
2: straight,
1: straight to Blair, uh, Blair Kinghorn, and it just didn't work.
2: No, but it wasn't
1: Because like, what, 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 it, it was just. Yeah. Um, and there were so I think I've never seen up. that before. I've never seen and it where were, he's literally just stood right next to you. Yeah, and you just he's finished. literally there, mate. Just pop it.
2: Um, but it did feel like there were loads of. There were about four moments where you thought this is the try and Scotland are going to get back into it. And they somehow, somehow fucked
1: it up and I don't really know why. The only time I definitely knew that I had faith in them was when they had that scrum they scored off. I saw the way they lined up and I thought, they're going to score here. That's one thing that Scotland, more than any other team perhaps now, off a set piece in that position, I go, they're going to score a try here. Yeah. That's that's exactly what they did. Because Townsend coaching, their ability, their confidence to run the lines and put it through hands at the right time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still thought they score, and they did. They're
2: composed, and the, but the thing is that Ireland are more composed. The thing that, are, you know, Ireland just have got this whole possession rugby thing down now. They will just hold on to it until you fuck up or they score.
1: Well, I've got, what I learned this weekend is that Ireland are the international Saracens. They are a bit, actually, aren't they? Because they even make Hawaiian Tropic Bob look good at fullback. <laughs> remember like Saris did with Andy Femby when he went there oh yes the Saris did with Andy well basically Ireland are making a wine drop it. Carney
2: <laughs> look incredibly yeah.
1: bronze bob look incredible decent. as well yeah. yeah
2: which I mean let's be honest he's not
1: no he's not he did all <laughs> right but he, but you know. I mean
2: that, that went so well for Ireland on the weekend they even allowed Jordan Lama like a minute and a half yeah. to do absolutely nothing. never get the but ball you have to in, stand in that
1: it? 10 metre square you're not allowed to move you don't yeah, ask for the you're
2: ball not <laughs> fucking move <laughs>
1: Do not call for the ball, do not catch the ball Do not join the (laughs) line, do not do anything Just go on
2: Just stand there to make Josh's prediction about players to watch from the start of the Six (laughs) Nations look a little bit less ridiculous Um, Kinghorn started though, he was on my list Who did, sorry? Blair Kinghorn was on my list of players to watch So far the only one of my players (laughs) that I recommended to actually complete a game Rest in peace uh, all of the French fly halves um, but no, I mean,
1: Ireland, they, I mean, they've got the best two halfbacks in the world as a combination, arguably. Yes. They're certainly right up there. Yeah. And it's really hard to beat a team that's so organised up front. Yeah. And then, so uh, deep you know. up
2: front and have so many yeah. big, willing ball carriers. And, I mean, I honestly think, and this will, you know, be classed as some sort of absolute heresy in some. Channels, but I think Ireland are a better team without Sean O'Brien. For years mm. now, the tale has been how indispensable he is to the national team, how they're a different team without him, how he's a player that makes their back row tick.
1: Well, mm. well, step Ireland. forward Dan Levy, by the way, who was yes. absolutely well, fucking, fucking, fucking incredible brilliant. player. Yeah.
2: But like, I since Ireland beat the All Blacks, which you know, incredible, but like. They've played their best rugby, i.e. all of this championship, and um, they win against England last year without O'Brien in the back row. And it's mm. looked much no, more balanced. Like it's looked more balanced, more destructive, and more fluid as a result. Like Dan Levy, Jordy Murphy, Josh van der de whoever you put in that seven shirt, it just works. Because they've yeah. got Peter O'Mahony doing all the fucking horrible bastard shit. They've got CJ Stander to carry his guts out and then that just leaves whoever's playing seven to get over the ball smash through tackles smash into ball carriers it's you know it's it's not a hard job to be fair you know it's a simple job but they're all play they're all executing i mean the, their depth is ridiculous anyway but I, I genuinely feel like they wouldn't have been any better with sean o'brien there to be honest with you and maybe they would have been a little bit
1: worse Maybe we'll never know. But what I'll say is, is that an O'Brien-less no, future, which is something they have to prep for anyway, given well, he can 30, be and he out. Now, he's thirty-one. He's, he can. He, yeah. he gets knocks. He's out of the team hmm. as much as he's in it. Sometimes, isn't he? So
2: yeah. Well, the way he plays means that he puts his body on the yeah. line. You know, I'm not saying that he's not a great player because he no is. But it. like, yeah, it's 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 not a problem that they've got to worry about anymore. Is having any kind of injury across the back row because they're all fine. <laughs> There's plenty there. There is more than plenty there. One thing I did also like, find about that game that isn't really related to the rugby that did kind of... Uh, was the whole Kean Healy incident.
1: Yes, with the head injury. Yeah,
2: A, it's bad enough that Wayne Barnes and the medic allowed him staggering and clearly not knowing what a fucking day of the week it was. To literally walk back onto the field and get back in the line, but to hear was it Martin Gillingham on the comms? Um, I don't remember, but go on, yeah. Whoever it was, sort of making light of it and saying, "Oh, you know, he's he might know what not know what day it is, but his teammates have got work for him to do." blah de blah, blah, blah. It's like, like honestly, we're changing the rules to protect players and dealing out such harsh punishments to tacklers who like just get their timing wrong or their angles wrong, like. If everyone's more on not that on board, in a minute
1: <laughs> well yeah
2: but if everyone isn't on board with that and we're not you know we're not taking this shit seriously from commentators to coaches to referees to medics to everyone then like we're, all we're doing is just like clamping down massively on the players without actually changing the culture surrounding it and yeah it just felt a little
1: bit tasteless. speaking of that commentary team what the fucking hell is Gordon Darcy like by the way
2: <laughs> not very good <laughs>
1: Well, it's very good that you have the experience and you have to work well. I had experience. It's very useful to have experience because it means you're used to doing certain things and other people don't know about the experience that you might have. I've always said experience is important when you're doing things and playing the rugby and it's very important because if you don't have the experience, you don't have the experience that your experience brings. That went on for about 25 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Or at least it felt like it went on for about 25
2: minutes. Here's a walking talking example (laughs) of why... Like while I, I'm I sure don't... he
1: was a very insightful player, but it really yeah. is.
2: <laughs> and not everyone is best like I mean, don't get me wrong, you and I, we are both fucking <laughs> Norse's and know it oh, alls yeah, Of and, course we are and,
1: massive smart ass, yeah.
2: <laughs> and we think we can probably do most things better than most people, especially when it comes to fucking talking, <laughs> talking out of <yeah>. mouths. <laughs> um But like I and I don't believe that there should be some sort of meritocracy in terms of like <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck you'd call that, sort of third commentator slots. However, some people are clearly not... Like, just because someone has played rugby professionally does not mean that they are capable of delivering any kind of insight. And ITV does not know this at all.
1: But even if there was insight in the middle of it all, I've switched off after the first four minutes of just just this incredibly boring rambling that he goes on.
2: He's a fundamentally boring man. (laughs) Like listening to Owen Hargreaves. It's just fucking unlistenable.
1: And then and, of course on the alternative is Paul O'Connell is brilliant. He's Incredibly brilliant. Cuts through but it more. Yeah.
2: But with a sort of an utterly threatening tone <laughs> yeah. that puts you on edge for the entire game. Whenever he chirps in, it's like, Oh, Paul. Jesus. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, Shane Williams is just as bad. Shane Williams just spouts absolute bollocks. And then if he ever does say anything interesting, I've long since stopped listening to him.
1: <laughs> You've lost me now. Yeah. Like people listen to this pod. Moving on. Well, yeah. Speaking of the head bangs and all that, what I will also learn this weekend is whether he likes it or not, Liam Williams is going to get a red card.
2: Oh, yeah. He's Has he been gonna... sighted? I've not seen that. Uh, I don't yet. know, but
1: he will not be playing next Saturday. That was, <laughs> that was such a red card. Oh, massively red he card. He ran absolute full pelt at his head with his shoulder.
2: Absolute bell-end manoeuvre. <laughs> Off. What a prick. Um,
1: so we all agree on that one. However Oh,
2: <laughs> oh well. Are we are we gonna talk about the Anthony Watson yellow card incident now?
1: Yeah, we might as well, might we?
2: Yeah.
1: Um Interestingly, I got into a bit of a debate on Twitter after this one. And I'd like to thank no, I'd like to thank Science of Sport and Deadball Area for, for actually having a reasonable discussion. i probably use language that was a, a little bit too emotionally charged. Which is not like me, I know that, but I did.
2: Um, you, unlike me, do tend to stay away from the Twitter debate, whereas I tend I got, to just yeah. fucking go right Yeah, I right tend to just there. not
1: bother in the end, but actually, I thought, yeah. fair enough, they've engaged me and they're trying. So, anyway, so thanks very much for the chat because it was very good. And the point they were making is, because I said, because I've got this whole thing about the worry that I have about actually, if you're going to make a tackle like that around, like a seatbelt tackle, like he did, and it's going to be a penalty try anyway, but you're also going to get a yellow card. Mm. My worry is, is that people are going to stop making last-ditch tackles if they're not absolutely certain they're getting below the shoulders.
2: Yeah. I honestly think that, like, in that situation, penalty try is fine. Like, I've got no qualms with the penalty try. I just think in that situation, there maybe needs to be a looking at how they deal I, with that.
1: I don't think, as a. If you look at Watson there, he play it in real time. I don't think he's got the time to think. Oh, if I tackle, it might be there. So I best not tackle, so I won't. Yeah. Or, or I, I need to go below the shoulders. He just sees somebody and thinks, "Oh, I've got to hit him to stop him coming in." Now, you see, the view of the guys I was talking to, sides of sports stuff, was that well, actually, if if that if if you can't make a tackle without seatbelting him, you've been beaten. Yeah. So you shouldn't make a tackle. Yeah. And that's one Am view, I, and I respect that. To be honest, I, I can see where they're coming from. from. I can see where yeah. they're coming from. And my view is is that if we're going to get... There's a possibility, and we should keep watching and looking at this and reviewing it, that you might get into a situation where people just go, you know what, it's too much of a risk for getting a yellow card. They're going to score anyway via a penalty try. I just won't bother. Now, the safety first people... Well, I'm a safety first person. That sounds like a stupid thing. I don't want people to get smashed around the head either. We'll say, well, that's a price worth paying. For me, it's just... There could be a lot of tackles that will be made without hurting people's heads, and does it take something away from the game? Yeah. That's the only point I was making. In terms of the decision, by the way, on Saturday, I completely agree with it.
2: Yeah. Because on the lines uh, of the, the law now, it's absolutely no, right. The law is completely correct. Absolutely, There's absolutely. No, no debate whatsoever. And to be honest, the
1: debate is the other way. It doesn't, when things like that don't get given, like by Nigel Owens, who would call it a rugby incident and let it go. Yeah. Perhaps. My, you know,
2: my problem is that anywhere else on the field, that would probably have just been a penalty, and wouldn't have been a penalty try the way that he tackled him, I don't think that would have been a yellow. It might have been by a very fastidious ref, but I think nine times out of ten, that kind of seatbelty-type tackle would just have been a penalty.
1: Yeah, true. And I
2: I just think it's kind of... In the same way that, like... I just think... I always think a penalty try and a yellow card is an unnecessarily over-the-top punishment.
1: Double jeopardy.
2: It is, because it's like they've already... like. You've basically righted the wrong. You've penal, yeah. you know, the players committed an illegal act and stopped the scoring, so you allow the score to stand anyway. So you've they've already you already righted the wrong. So why do you need to then punitively also send a player off for ten minutes? You know.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But did they do? It, it, did they do it with collapsing scrums, for example? They don't tend to, do they? No, they, they don't. Give a penalty trial but they don't say right. And you've collapsed it. You're off for ten minutes as well.
2: And I also don't but like we'll get on to actually, yeah, fuck it, let's go for it. Go. Me and you mm. we've had our disagreements over the years. Yeah. vis to be the TMO. Yes. And it's worth <laughs> honestly, over the course of this Six Nations, I've come I've genuinely started to think now, I no longer think that the TMO is helping more than it hurts. Like, you know me, I've been a staunch defender of the point of the TMO in our many debates on the subject over the lifetime of this pod, but, like, I honestly just think the benefits and the things that it gets right are no longer massively outweighing the faff and the hassle it's causing, and the things that they still get fucking wrong, or that they massively, like, over-amplify and over-fat, like... I I honestly starting to think that I only want the TMO to be used to catch shit that goes on behind the back of the ref. If the ref's seen it in the same way that with football like if it, they'll only give a like red cards after a game if the ref says that he didn't see it and otherwise if the ref saw it in real time and didn't think it was yellow card or red card worthy then they won't have a sort of red card after. Yeah. I, honestly, I honestly think the only reason I want the TMO to be used now is to catch off the ball shit that referee doesn't see in real time.
1: I don't think you should allow replays on the big screen either. It doesn't help anybody. <clears throat> yeah, I don't People think... watching at home will see it, obviously, but they won't start booing and being ridiculous in the ground, will they? It'll just be... Yeah, it's... it's. I just... I, I'm not, just I'm I'm not a baby well... with a bathwater type of person no. at all. I think there probably you know... is something you can do to kind of... We've been through this before, but to make it oh, no. a little bit better, there's something about the referee actually making a decision and not taking it upstairs to make the, the actual decision. Yeah, and,
2: and there's it's, something it's... about
1: redefining when it's used because it just—I don't know—I just.
2: Yeah, but just talk about the Wales game. You know, they, that fucking remarkably silly situation with the Hadley Parks try, where every single angle of that looked like a try, and yet neither of them had the fucking bollocks to the ref literally said i haven't got a clue which fuck me mate what are you doing there if you haven't got you're supposed to be there to make at least an educated guess you know and i he, he, i have no opinion will you look at this yeah that's just is not acceptable fuck... is it i mean the thing well, is no. it's
1: not his fault i suppose because if he's no. allowed to do that with he's going to do, that, gonna that, do that, it, not he but that's a fucking
2: shit house way of getting out of it in but i ain't got a fucking clue will you have a look at it for me is just well, that could be every moment of the fucking game. I haven't got a clue what's gone on there. I haven't been paying attention properly. Oh. And the best part is the best angle for that was the fucking ref cam. <laughs> <laughs> the best angle that we saw that looked like Hadley Park... So scored what you that saw shot.
1: was the best thing to make a decision yeah. on?
2: Yeah, and, and yet... And, you know, the, Gareth, like, the lack of cons- uh, consistency with you know, the Italian player clearly pulling back and getting penalised but because it didn't go to TMO then not being a yellow card, but the Gareth Davis intentional knock-on, which Super was a yellow card and rightly was a yellow card, but then because it goes to TMO as soon as it goes, like, why is a referee not capable of making that? If the referee sees a pullback, then why doesn't he also then give a yellow card? Or why is it, it's it's this, uh, it's just like as soon as the TMO gets involved then for some reason a card becomes about 99% more likely to happen whereas the referee just oh, yeah. making the decision in real time actually has a bit of sympathy for it because it's happening in real time it's like the Liam Williams thing as you say super duper a fucking red like from the app but who, who saw that as a red in real time really mm. it looked like a late tackle and maybe a yellow but until we super slow moed it about 7 million times and found just the right angle, it never looked like a red. It never, you know, barely looked like a fucking penalty. And, and obviously, when it's slowed down, you don't see that the shoulder comes into contact with his face about a millisecond before mm-hmm. his arms wrap up. And that's the diff- you know, if that's the difference we're talking about here between a penalty...
1: Yeah, but no for me, penalty. though, it looked like a red to me, actually, because I think that kind of tackle... It was a at that shit height. Move. At that height. It was a shit out of It's a red card now. Absolute wrapping arms, no wrapping arms. If you throw it if you're going in that eye with your shoulder first, even yeah, if your arms enough. are coming round, you're getting a red. But um
2: It looked like a penalty, maybe a yellow to me, but like it's <clears throat> still it's it's like it's just fucking adding a level of what are we supposed to do? Like what are these players supposed to do now when they're being judged by the movement of their arms in relation to their shoulders, literally, probably hundreds of a second. But because they... He wasn't going to
1: get a yellow card, but then he went to the Bulgarian judge, who gave him 6.7 for his arm shape, so therefore now he's off.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, if that's the level that we're working at, then what the fuck are players supposed to do? How are they supposed to know, learn how to make the game safer when the difference between a good hard tackle and... Or a slightly devious tackle, and a red card tackle is the sort of thing that you need a fucking hundred thousand pound fucking slow motion camera to spot the difference between.
1: It's just baller. Should go to a panel of judges. It's like the Winter oh, Olympics yeah. with Gordon Darcy on it. Gordon, what do you think? Yeah. Yellow card. Well, on. well, well, on the one hand, you've got to think about the different types <laughs> of cards and the arms that might move, and yeah, yeah The yeah. whole
2: game for seven hours long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that France-Wales that France half will seem like a fucking walk in the park. <laughs> like a Tom and Jerry cartoon yeah. compared to what's going to be happening Go
2: happen out here. for a lovely three-course meal while Gordon Darcy is <laughs> deliberating over the TMO decision.
1: And now I come to liars. What else did I uh, learn for a week? Well, I did learn this. Ollie, I learned it because Ollie Davis told me on a Facebook page. Did you know, did you know, Josh... Do you know who the leading point scorer in the top 14 is this season? I do not know. Ben Botica.
2: Fuck me sideways.
1: <laughs> if you want any more examples and evidence of why Redemption. the French game is completely and utterly fucked, you need look no further than that. Yeah,
2: that is mad, isn't it? Christ on a bike. Um, one thing that I learned, um, I kind of knew it anyway, but... Warren Gatland does not give a fuck anymore. No, he doesn't. Like, not even a... T- like, it worked out fine in the end, but honestly, that team selection was fucking mental.
1: Yeah, but he's done that because like, you've got a five-day turnaround and everyone else is coming back in, aren't they? That's... <laughs>
2: yeah, but, like, that wasn't the Six Nations team. That was, like, a summer tour team or a fourth international team. Like, ten changes, removing anything that would be classed as leadership. It, it was a massive roll of the dice. Mm. The sort of thing that could have been. And, you know, uh, times in that game looked like it may well end up as a fucking absolute calamity. In the end, it panned out all right, but I'm, I'm not sure that he really learned anything from it. But it just shows that he is absolutely on the downhill now. He's like, yep, 2019, come and get me. And he could like he doesn't care about any of those things that have been like get people's backs up anymore. He doesn't care about pissing off the press. He doesn't care about pissing off the Welsh fans. He's just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want. So,
1: why have you picked this team this week? Uh, well, well, I wrote everyone's names on a deck of cards and I threw it up <laughs> in the air. And where they landed is, that's the formation I'm playing as well.
2: Yeah, which is why Samson Lee starts
1: at (laughs) fly-off. Oh, yes! Imagine. (laughs) Speaking of fly-off, I would put Reese Patchell in there right now and stick with him. Oh, me too. I think there's just easy easy kind of... Ben Avans come on the bench, as cover for 10 and 15. you are laughing.
2: No, um, for Saturday. What I imagine will happen on Saturday is that, well, I kind of hope that Reese Patchell will get the start. i think you've got to commit
1: to him i think you've got to say right you're the 10 now you're you're young enough you're talented enough you're the kind of player we want there let's let's go yeah
2: and then stick damn bigger on the bench just in case it all goes tits up yes would be would be my recommend because let's look at that french they are capable of making life uncomfortable for anyone if they really want to even themselves especially themselves (laughs) especially their fans (laughs) Um. Yes.
1: I love the way that the Stade de France everything goes quiet within 5 minutes cuz they kind of sat there going, well, we'll see if you fucking deserve a cheer. <laughs> well, I love so I it, love something but that's a brilliant crowd for me. That's brilliant. No, no, you don't you just don't get our you know our, our adulation as a given, pal. No.
2: Was it O'Connell who was who was basically saying they're not here to support, they're just here to watch? <laughs> he
1: did say that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is fine. Like, like, he was saying it like it was some sort of awful thing. And I'm like, no, you know what? That's brilliant.
1: Fucking carry on. Yeah, you've already had me fucking money. You're not getting me, yeah. me vocal cords, pal, yeah. until you show that me. Is not,
2: that is none more French as well. It's like, well, fuck you. Let's see.
1: Did you learn anything else on the weekend before we move off?
2: Um, I learned that, unrelated to the international weekend, I learned the Pro 14 might not survive long enough to make <laughs> its next mad expansion. <laughs> um, oh,
1: of course, since we were on, the whole yes, TV the whole thing's happened,
2: so there's no more Pro uh, pro 14 on the BBC. No more Top Flight Live. What will Jiffy Rod- do?
1: It's, nobody's talking about Jiffy. I'm really worried I, about I'm Jiffy. He'll, he'll about only have it. probably five pundit jobs now. What now what's Sean
2: Molly going to do? <laughs> That's what I'm really worried about. They, they have to do a If you're cookie, listening, you might Sean, I'm up for
1: doing an album together if you fancy it.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I would... I wouldn't pay money for that, <laughs> but there are people out there who would.
1: We'll um, <laughs> be like Alfie Bowe and Michael Ball for the for the rugby. It'd
2: be, it'd be exactly like that. Um, yeah, first time. To- I mean, think about it. This is the first time that like there will be no top flight live Welsh rugby being broadcast on BBC. Probably, probably like since they started broadcasting live rugby. Full stop. Like seriously. Yeah. Because like, they used to broadcast the Premiership back in the day, and now it's, yeah, uh, it's all going pay TV. And I'm sure the money's good, but honestly, unless it's Premiership level money, going to Premier Fucking Sports or whatever it is, that's going to be the end of it. Surely, no fucker's going to care.
1: I paid for Sky Sports when it went over there simply <laughs> because i have to because i've got to see that i got to the point where i thought i'm not fucking paved i thought i'm gonna have to aren't I? because i have to watch it but yeah i'm not sure how many people are in our position so
2: well that's the thing i'm you know i'm a fan of a fucking pro 14 team i do a bloody podcast where we spend an hour fucking every week banging. an on hour it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but... <laughs> well,
2: that's just an hour banging on the pro 14 team we spend another right, hour okay, banging yeah, on yeah, about yeah, everything else yeah yeah um and I'm looking at it and thinking, do I really want to spend fucking ten quid a month on Premier fucking sports, which isn't even in high definition, and has, not, like, fucking Gaelic football and Speedway on it? it?
1: has NRL.
2: It does have the NRL, but I'm not up early enough for So that. you can watch
1: loads of, like, you know, coked-up, roided-up gym monkeys smashing the shit <laughs> out of each other.
2: Look, if I wanted to do that, I'd just go back to have <laughs> I'd just go Friday, back, so see me mum and pop into the local, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be in Weatherspoons. on shit, though. <laughs> um yeah. yeah i just think it's you know let's give it a couple of but years but the thing is the, they're
1: going to get the money the money's up front anyway isn't it the issue the issue is is it's how many people are watching what happens when it's time to re-up the deal
2: yeah That's the and issue. that is the, that is the problem because in a couple of years time the viewership and the level of interest might be so low that they'll get even less money
1: which well, see, you know if you're on a decent game in wales you have got to pay for it you, i suppose the money's gonna come from somewhere <laughs>
2: No, I, I, that's the thing. Money's got to come from somewhere. And it's not just it's Wales, you know. of course.
1: It's uh, Scotland and yeah. everywhere.
2: They'd have to get, what is it? Like, they'd have to more than quadruple the amount of money that they're getting um, to be in anywhere near competitive with the Premiership. <laughs> and the Premiership's going to have a new deal next year, which is probably going to be more like France money, which means they'll probably have to more like get about eight times more. Jesus. Um, just put
1: it to start relief, doesn't it? And yet, and yet, people can laugh at the Pro 14. Look at the Irish teams. Look at how they have done. Sorry, Scarlets Ooh.
2: have done Absolute thing, there's good rugby being played There's quality players there, this money will help Keep those players there, the sad thing is that Nobody was fucking able to watch it <laughs> And
1: On that hey-ho. note
2: Yes, shit
1: good is it? No, let's just do the Fantasy League very quickly oh, Thank you yes, everybody who's awesome. been playing along in the Fantasy League There are hundreds of you playing So thanks very much
2: Yes, I forgot you had to talk about the Fantasy League, as I have forgotten about my fantasy team, as you can probably tell by where I am in the table.
1: Yeah, well, I just to give you an update, let's talk about me for a minute. <laughs> it was I'm your
2: favourite subject.
1: I'm, exactly. I'm in 34th, <laughs> having gone up 11 places this week. So that's not Fair too play. bad. That's not. I can live with that. That's not too bad. However, we do have a new leader who's moved up six places into first place, Panda well. Bear. Panda bears barefoot paws. Who has seven hundred and seventy-seven point five points? So wow. if, if you don't, if you know what your points total is, you'll know how far off you are from being top. He's a, uh, and unfortunately, living Navidi Locus had a bit of a tumble. <laughs> oh no! And uh, and San Fermín Rugby Club, which has uh, been right up there from the beginning, it's going to be a, a tight, tight finish this weekend. I'm assuming it's people who had Jacob Stockdale as their captain.
2: Uh, very week. probably so, uh, and not people like me who haven't changed their team in three weeks. I remember Saturday exactly
1: they... morning reminding reminded people on Twitter a few people did say thanks very much because I'd forgotten. But to be honest, I'm not changing much. I think I'm just shuffling my captain around a bit. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for playing. I've probably got, a yes. pri- I've got some prizes knocking around somewhere. Excellent. If, if people are uh, getting <laughs> Including
2: touch. signed copies of Lee and Sean Hawley's <laughs> new say, CD. Yeah,
1: I can burn a CD for you. I can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even chuck in one of the t-shirts because they because they they're kind of built towards if you know what I mean. So yeah. Anyway, I
2: mean, yes,
1: that's the fancy league. Thank so you very well much. Well play. done
2: to everybody who's doing a lot better than I am. More power to you. Uh,
1: and then, so let's talk about let's finish as we do on the now world famous
2: yeah shit good racing <laughs> globally recognised
1: as a leader in you know evaluation branding.
2: Aye. What you said?
1: We want to do shit first, don't we?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want
1: to, we normally do. Okay, anyway, then. okay.
2: Uh, shit, go. You Jones, mate. <laughs> You've done the hard bit. Don't don't pass like that. Don't don't
1: oh, pass like that. Oh my word! You no, know what actually? When you look at it, he wasn't even looking at him.
2: No, he was completely. The athlete,
1: Maladroit though. execution was bad enough, but to not it's... even be looking at the guy that you're trying to pass to is. You know, it,
2: it was unforgivable bloody
1: basics as my older coach used to say
2: to do all that good work and it would have been one of the great tries of this Six Nations
1: it would as well it oh. properly
2: would have uh,
1: yes man. what's the shit for me Haskell coming on and looking good
2: <laughs> he did didn't he the breakdown looked much like, better with him on that's it that's how it's bad England were
1: playing that somebody yeah. can just run straight properly transforms the team it, but it fair, has, I think he'll probably start this weekend, and fair play for well, him, I suppose.
2: I mean, fucking hell, if you're Eddie Jones and you look at the absolute dog shit you've put out there for the last fortnight, you've got to try and change something, haven't you?
1: Yeah, and basically, obviously, you know, a load of bags of potatoes t- tied together with hose pipes is getting a start before Armand is. So, basically...
2: Uh, so. He's not playing. <laughs> let's just... Look, we'll come back. I will come back here and be a culprit if he is some way in the match day 23, but he's not going to be.
1: While we're be on honest. England, Owen Glyndour... Was on Twitter, <laughs>
2: famous England fan.
1: Although I look about a handle, it's it's, it's IGTE Ian, who's been in touch a few times. I think he's just changed his name. He sa- oh, he fun. says good or shit depending on your point of view. I say it's shit really. Is that England have conceded forty-seven penalties in their last four games, and have won just six penalties, and they're going to finish teams... fifth in the table.
2: Best teams concede all the penalties, mate. Only
1: <laughs> 20, twenty-seven fucking test matches, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, he's going to come to regret all of these awful
1: things, <laughs> isn't, isn't he? And imagine, though, because know, he he's 30, 30% fitter than when I took over, mate. I reckon basically he's going to... I mean, they must be like, what, on my calculation, how many weeks has he been in charge?
2: Fucking shitloads, mate. Three years.
1: What else have you got that's shit?
2: Um, Well, staying on the, the Tartan-esque theme, shit, and I say this not just for Saturday, but for quite a lot of this tournament, Stuart Hogg.
1: Well, I think that's probably a bit strong. Shit, <clears> yeah,
2: shit is being... But like, I'm not sure if teams are more wary of him now or if it's case that he's not... Because he was injured, basically, until the start of the tournament. But he just hasn't looked his usual
1: dynamic,
2: he's... threatening self in the first He has in games.
1: patches and he still hits that 13 channel, but Ireland seems to have figured that out because well, that's the channel he runs into. Now, obviously, he keeps yeah. you guessing. But if you if you basically just double team him and mm. just don't commit too soon, then you probably you know because you, he will keep going sideways a bit sometimes.
2: He scored zero tries in the tournament so far. I'm yeah, sure he will. When change. everybody
1: else is scoring, that's not a problem, is it? We made the point the other week, no. didn't we? That he does bring players to him. He he's clever enough to use the space yeah. around him. So that has been. So I think I I think shit's a bit strong.
2: Yeah, I, I'm 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 being overly harsh for dramatic effect but I just think compared to the sort of dynamism and the all court game that we've come to expect from him it's you know he's not really had the spark and the dot that I I feel bad I like Stuart Hogg he seems like a nice lad but he's just not really played up to, the, up to the level that we know that he can do I think is probably more fair
1: so we've had some more shit from Twitter as well the first of which is, where's the beef? Got in touch. Uh, he follows us all the way from Minnesota, does where's the beef. Fair play. Fair play to you. So we'll be getting this on Monday afternoon.
2: Wow, that's commitment right there. An interesting, interesting fact as well, don't you think? Yeah.
1: Anyway, he said, shit, is Scotland's passing being as bad as my beer league college team's passing? Yes.
2: It was very bad, wasn't it?
1: Well, most of it, some of it was all right. Right up to the point where he said it. Most of it, it was very
2: good. It was the key pass that <laughs> yes. was not so
1: good. He said, "But good is Camara for France." Yes. Yeah. Really looking forward to watching Love that out, lad. guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but shit for me, Liam Williams. Yes. Genuinely, probably the worst forty minutes of rugby I've seen him play, except for that uh, game for the Lions where he got sent off instantly, <laughs> and then got sent off again. Um, yeah, shit kicks, shit runs, stupid penalties, moronic late, needless late hit. Um, and then Gats didn't even let him back on after his binning because, as he said, he wanted to kind of basically send a message. And that message is, stop being a fucking idiot.
1: Do you think I Saracens imagine. have kind of downloaded all of his spark from him? Uh, and, uploaded, that and, and just and and that filled it with like... There. You know, play, the, the playbook <laughs> and and an extra being
2: Twenty percent <laughs> prick. Yeah. Uh I don't know, he's he definitely isn't
1: He was playing all right for Saracens though, isn't he? So he's playing
2: all right. He, just a bad day. He's, he doesn't he's seem like played. he doesn't
1: seem his, his well, unsurprisingly, Well may unsurprised doesn't seem his joyful self since he's gone to
2: Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it?
1: Know, the great
2: I'm playing in front of seven. The great, the great city boy dome
1: kitchen. in the Hertfordshire sky sort of thing. Is yeah. it Hertfordshire? I can't remember. It's one of them. They're all the same, aren't they?
2: Somewhere out west of east of me, rather. Um equally Gareth Davis, also fucking moron. But um <laughs> Yes. Whatever.
1: And then Aled Davis is understudy for club came off the bench, didn't he?
2: Yeah, who looks way better than him, by the way. Delighted, still, the they, they,
1: they ain't going to pull the trigger on that, though, no, are they? By then, no. I mean, Gatland isn't going to pull the trigger no, on that.
2: But how much better was his distribution? Than, it was yes. like it was coming out of the brook like a fucking Exocet missile. <laughs> I was loving it.
1: Will Matthewman got in touch on Twitter at Blood and Mud, and he said, "Shit, was the arsehole in the pub with the collar of his pink shirt turned up, braying offside or knock on every five minutes during the England game." I nearly wind one, piped him. One of them. One of the worst. Offside, yeah, one of man. Them. We've always been next. Yeah. To, we've all been next. Offside, man. Terrible.
2: People who don't actually know any of the rules of the game, but know those two words exist, <laughs> and so shout them in a trying to be funny slash trying to sound like they know what they're talking about kind Either of way.
1: way. It doesn't work. Ah, it's absolute
2: penis. Speaking of absolute penises, <laughs> Leon Boxes. <laughs> moron, more genuine liability and moron.
1: But that's what, and that's what he's meant to be good at. Yeah, he's meant to be, believe it or not, a steadying hand. A safe in that.
2: pair of hands. Yeah, <laughs> an incredible a trembling pair of hands.
1: <laughs> a trembling and pair of ball volleying hands. Yeah,
2: that was so fucking shit.
1: And because I, uh, I had literally just sent the text, what a total! I was just about to send the text, of what a total, what a bag of shite that was. Then yeah. that happened and went, oh shit! It's not finishing. Look, it's good still winning <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> that should have been that. Oh well. Yeah, let's no, have another so. two minutes of this.
1: Jordan Christie got in touch on Twitter and said, "Shit is every person on the planet with an opinion on rugby saying Scotland need away wins to gain respect, as if every other team gets them so often and they're so easy to do. There's only been four away games in the last three six nations anywhere, apart from Rome, two in Paris, one in Edinburgh, one in Cardiff." Yeah, they don't come around so often. I still think, Jordan... I can see where you're coming from, but I still think they do have to... If only to to stop those voices from saying that, that would help.
2: And also, you're not winning the Six Nations unless you can win away games.
1: That's true, at least one of them.
2: Yeah. There might only have been three or four away, however many wins it is in the last few years, but you can guarantee that the team that got those away wins probably ended up winning the whole fucking thing.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. It doesn't automatically mean they're a bad team because they haven't done that, but no. you're not going to get to I'm where your talent
2: not... could take you, me, not...
1: probably, unless you do.
2: You are not going to win the Six Nations without winning away from home. That's just a fact. Any more shit? Uh, Sergio Parisi.
1: <laughs> it continues. <laughs> Nick it's is funny because missed... uh, there's a few kind of casual fans on Facebook who I'm friends with, and um. the casual fan always waxes about Sergio, no matter what he's actually doing.
2: Yeah. It's what just he was just doing the fact on he's on
1: the pitch just makes people go, oh, look, isn't he wonderful? But yeah. yeah. Cool.
2: What he was doing on Sunday was being fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he missed more tackles than he made. He missed five, made four. Fucking, like, t- I know Sergio is probably the greatest Italian player who ever has lived and is very probably the one of...
1: Two or the three leading best... forwards in Europe for the past 15 years. One
2: of the years, best number eights of his generation.
1: Yeah.
2: If not the best number eight mm. of his generation, let's yeah. be honest. It's a
1: discussion worth having, but
2: yeah. Uh, but time has not been his friend, and the post-Sergio era needs to fucking happen sooner rather than later for his I mean, team The amount now. of fuck
1: it, I'll do it myself he's done. He's actually had about a 40-year career compared to other yeah. number eights. That's the other thing.
2: And then that's the problem, isn't it? Is that he is just he's he, he's doing the older he gets the more he tries to do it all himself <laughs> and you know he's just
1: you know he's 36 now yes
2: it's fucking
1: like my dear granddad who asked me to go out and help him with shift some stuff in his garden before he died at christmas and then still would not let me do it or <laughs> yeah. insisted on getting involved <laughs> yeah, even yeah though finally he was, like, he was awesome. like 82 years old I was like granddad you seriously can't pick up this pot don't talk so bloody soft. Come out of my road. That's basically Sergio Parise, but yeah. in an Italian accent.
2: Yes, don't. Uh, <laughs> don't let me dump it some Come out of
1: my road. But in, yeah. uh, sorry, Sergio's
2: 34, not 36, my bad. However... But he, uh, he's done, he, yeah, really, he's, he's, still 72. 30, he's 78,
1: he's still th- isn't he? He's
2: 34 years old. <laughs> like yeah. 34-year-old number eights. We're still starting at test level. There are not many of them out there.
1: Bruce McConaughey got in touch on Twitter. Hello, Bruce. He said, "Shit is for the 450th week in a row. Is John Inverdale's rampant bias wank fest?"
2: Oh fuck me, he was. <laughs> Did you hear that? Somebody,
1: I think, horse shit this some weekend. An Irish journalist guy basically said, "Don't worry, we'll come on to Ireland in a minute." But he got up fighting for, for ages, and then five minutes later said, "So, Jerry." How do, you think, how do you think Ireland could beat England? <laughs> There's always one reference point, isn't there? But Bruce McConaughey just... said that good is that Jeremy Guskett does not give a flying fuck about anything.
2: Like, no, he was just incredibly angry at the end just, of that game.
1: Jeremy Guskett hates everything. Yeah. I thought we were bad for, for being miserable about stuff. He is unbelievable. He's been, paid a, he's been paid a fortune for it. He just looks just full of hate.
2: <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like if you ever had your dream job and then like got your dream job and realized it's fucking terrible this has not
1: filled the yawning chasm inside me
2: no that's basically jeremy guskett this like scarf he gets paid... this
1: job still leaves a void
2: yeah he gets paid to wear expensive scarves <laughs> and immaculately tailored overcoats and wang on about rugby all day and probably gets paid very handsomely for the privilege, and he's having a terrible time.
1: <laughs> he's having a, It's like Stephen <laughs> Jones, just hates everything and everyone, yeah. I think.
2: <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, the Inverdale thing. It's actually beyond the joke now. Yeah, it's, it's, you,
1: there's only so many jokes you can make about it. It's just be... pointless
2: joking about what a twat he is, because <laughs> every week it's the same shit. And I don't understand what the BBC and ITV are looking like. I know I'm assuming they... they
1: must just have like a safe pair of hands, or t- they must have like a list that they work of, and they just call people off that all the time. And there's no evaluation done or anything. It's just you just get the job. But the Inverdale thing—it's like when when Mark Pougatch
2: does the odd game for them. Much better, even though Mark Pujas doesn't seem to know that much about rugby. You don't have to, bring- though,
1: dear. Just have to know to answer sensible, open questions, don't you? How did yeah. that half went then? What will England want to work on moving forward? How can Wales yeah. deal with the threat of the attack? You know, it's not.
2: <laughs> and with the B, when he's on the BBC, there seems to be like a vague sense that, like, somebody's in his ear going, "All right, John." <laughs> Yes. Fucking, you do remember? You know, this is being yeah, broadcast. ITV has
1: no such qualms, do they?
2: None at all. All that you know, they're looking at which is the biggest audience share. We will wave our flags for that one, and it's very. It's just fucking. It's yeah. I fucking hate ITV's good <laughs> I Let's go down to the touchline
1: it's... where we've got Lawrence Delalio and Buster Bloodvessel from Bad Manners and a Union Jack t-shirt.
2: Uh, yeah, and it's, it's... It's just... Oh, it's awful, isn't it? It's just fucking shit. I don't like... Uh, that. ITV's coverage is actually very good. Yes. With the exception of... The in-game
1: of... stuff tends to be, apart from Darcy droning on, but the in-game stuff is well, yeah.
2: tend... well, if the, All they need is some new colour commentary people and to, like, put some sort of Wiley Coyote style stick of dynamite underneath Why isn't Bayfield just fronting everything?
1: Why isn't Bayfield just hosting everything? Just pay Bayfield. He does a pay, you know, he's got the gravitas, he's got the history of the sport and he's very good and very likeable. And they're not fitting in the studio. I'm not redesigning the studio just to hire bloody Martin (laughs) Bayfield.
2: We've got got to get Roy Keane in here, (laughs) aren't Next week for God's sake. It's obviously the same set. Fuck, we can't somehow make this thing it's like a borrower situation, isn't it? It's like do we make do we make everything really big so that he looks normal size or do we make everything like normal size and make him look like a weird giant? Last shit from and... Twitter
1: is friend of the pod Adam Reese. Yes. he said shit is a six nations where Brown, Carney and Bastro get Man of the Match awards. I want out, says Adam. <laughs>
2: It does feel quite like a weird, A, a throwback to about 2011. Yes. And also just a damning indictment to some of the games that we've had. Yes. Absolutely damning. But, you know.
1: Shall we move on to good? Yeah, let's end on a high. I'll start. Gary Ringrose. How's about that for returning cold from not much games?
2: Well, he's basically been listening to people calling Hugh Jones the best thirteen in Europe for the last three weeks and then went <clears throat> for eighty <laughs> minutes <laughs> yes. uh he was yeah. spectacular he was fucking he is it, like I mean talk about Irish back row players, Irish outside centers i they are everywhere, literally everywhere.
1: I did and, say to you in the game, I don't wish injury on everybody, but part of me wants him to get a completely non-threatening knock. That he just has to can't play this week, just to see who yeah. the next one off the rank is. Yeah, to see if they Please. anybody probably like Rory Scanlon or something. You probably do a perfectly good job as well.
2: Yes, he almost certainly would. But ring a oh, fucking hell. When I mean, I did enjoy the part where the commentator said that he was off on his glittery bike, <laughs> which. which is one of the stupidest things that any has ever said. Was it said? Nick
1: Mullins? He just he does go. He goes. I think it was He was
2: yeah. like, he's off on his bike, his glittery bike. <laughs> was the uh...
1: his glittery unicorn bike?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I was getting equally excited by watching a player quite that good just be brilliant, and fuck me when he gets into that. He gets into any kind of space. You just think anything can happen. Yes, but. Glittery bike.
1: <laughs> Gary Glittery bike <laughs> ring road. That's it from now on.
2: Oh my God, I hadn't even thought of the Gary
1: Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even twigged that till you just said it. Oh God. Gary
2: Glittery bike ring road.
1: Oh Lordy.
2: Nick, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done?
1: Somebody tell Nick Mullins to pack this in, because it's his fault. Have yeah. you got any good? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, Apart
1: from that, obviously. Also-
2: I also had Cuba Camera, for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, I have Hadley Parks, because fucking hell, I wish he was 20 and not 30.
1: Still got a good five years out of him, though, I think. Oh, yeah. He's just correctly.
2: exceptional. Like, I'm no Paul Williams in all this, but I do, I do <laughs> fucking love him quite a lot.
1: Nobody can get I mean, that level of emotion about Hadley no. like Paul does. No,
2: no, no. But honestly, like, there's nothing... He does nothing wrong. Like... He's a big physical unit, and he can carry it up when he needs to, but he's also got a really amazingly good kicking game. and I picked the right
1: pass pretty much. Yeah, his passing
2: is always good. If he'd and, have been in
1: space and was Scottish, oh yeah, they'd have been three tries up, no problem. Yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just, you know, I know it's he's, he's 30, and he's kind of an old head on his shoulders kind of thing, but he just makes tests like... For a man who's played, like, what, this is his fourth test... He just makes it look so fucking easy. See, I
1: wonder if there's something about the fact that he ne- he he never thought he would because obviously yeah. he was a New Zealander, wasn't he? And yeah. he he probably thought I'm never going to play Test run. But Then he came to Wales, had a bit of a plan, and thought, you know what? Well, all right, I'm not that asked about it. I'm 30. I'll see how it goes. There's something about freedom that yeah. comes
2: with it. And probably. even when he, you know when he signed for the Scarlets, there was no sense. Cent- like there was no talk that he was coming over to be a he time. Was, yeah, stepper. it
1: wasn't a project. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he was purely the Scarlets had problems at centre, and they and they basically asked. Wayne Pivak, do you know anybody? And he was like, well, Hadley Parks will do a job.
1: We've asked Kingsley Jones. He's, his yeah. internet's down. <laughs> he can't, he can't tell us. Yeah.
2: And yeah, and so they brought him up. And then all of a sudden, after a year or two, people are going, fucking hell, this guy's pretty fucking good. You <laughs> know, Maybe we should get him to play for Wales. And here we are. Yes. And um, Equally, fair play to him. Hats off to George North at the weekend, who I thought was looked back to something approaching what he is good at. Yeah, a few people on Twitter
1: said that as well, yeah.
2: Big and fast and just looking like nobody in the world would ever want to tackle him, ever.
1: What was good for me was mm. Tao Lupe's wink.
2: <laughs> I mean, everything about Tao. Lupe. Everything about
1: Tao Lupe, but the wink in particular. And it's the oh, fact that he winked. It was winked.
2: the wink and the thumbs up with a sort of like... But
1: there was no emotion. It was, still no. a, it was a thumbs up with a wink. You know what it made me think of? Do you know that bit in Godfather 2 when Michael's hugging Fredo to his stomach <laughs> and he looks at the assassin and Fredo yeah. thinks he's forgiven and Michael just keeps looking at the, the assassin? I imagine that's exactly the kind of wink that Michael Corleone would do to that assassin well, yeah. while well, Fredo basically... is crying on his on his belly.
2: Well, that is basically Tai based thing. It's, it's a wink of saying... I'll get you next time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got up from that one. Fair play to you. Won't make that mistake again. Yes. Um, he was gr- like, oh, just everything we've missed from a Welsh point of view in the first three or four weeks of this tournament. Just power and intelligence and amazing defence and watching him break out and run like a gazelle as well. You forget because he doesn't get the ball in space that often. God he's quick.
1: He is isn't he deceptive for a so... man,
2: for a man who's like 17
1: stone. He And is... he can kick the ball as well as we found out with back yes. last week as well. Why don't you do yeah. that more often? Get him as a second receiver.
2: It's it, everything. And I also enjoyed the way that for some reason they were making a point of cutting to uh his family in the crowd and his dad is just it's very obvious where all this has come from because <laughs> you basically <coughs> You put a bit of salt and pepper in Falatau's hair, give him a moustache, and it's exactly the same expression. Just <laughs> like, your son's just about to captain Wales for the first time. Brilliant. Just completely ast- stony faced. Your son's just run 30 metres up the field and done something wonderful. Absolutely, nothing. totally emotional. Not a, thing. Nothing. not a hint of emotion. <laughs> I love that.
1: Do not see me do that, Dad? 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 <laughs> <laughs> What do you think is uh, Talupe's captain, by the way?
2: Uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to tell in that game because so, so many people were determined to shit the bed on a Wales perspective in that game. It was quite hard to see where whether it was his leadership that was <coughs> righting the ship or what, but... I mean, he doesn't seem like a very vocal leader, but then you don't always need to be.
1: He's in the leadership group, isn't he? I always find out how that must go. And Morris, he go, come on, Tobes, <laughs> so what, what do you think you're going to bring, sort of thing. And he's Tom, anything, Tom, anything about Toby, Tobes, Tobes, like, yeah. anything, Tobes, no? And like Corey Hill's a bit needy because he's new in the yeah. group, you know? Yeah. Well, I brought the sandwiches with me. i got to put them over here if you want, sort of thing. <laughs>
2: Well, it's the contrast between the men in that that leadership group who are basically statues, (laughs) i.e. Faletown and Justin Tipperich. Yes. And then, I'm sure, between the two of them, they've probably, like, said about seven words (laughs) ever on the field of play. And one of those is probably, ow. But... Yeah, and then you got bigger and Alan Wynn Jones, who obviously never shut the fuck up <laughs> for very different reasons. And then you've kind of just got and then you've got Ken, who I think probably just tries to make everyone laugh.
1: I bet he does, yeah. Or sings.
2: Yes. Oh, I bet he sings. Do we need a he song does. at
1: this point? No, no, Ken. No, Ken. No. No, Ken
2: Do you want to sing Lanham or? No, Ken. <laughs> it's lovely, but no. No. Anyway.
1: What else have yeah. you got that's good? Uh,
2: spe- uh, speaking of sort of. Emotionless statues. Remy Grosso, he's about as supp- hes about as subtle as a brick to the face. But he was very effective in his own way.
1: He is, isn't
2: he? He's literally just like. And Butler went
1: full mental on the pronunciation though, as well. Uh, he yeah, actually said, the... "You said Grosso, I say Grosso." Butler says, "Grosso." <laughs> Butler was
2: so off the deep end with the pronunciation. <laughs> he was pronouncing English players' names in a French accent on Saturday. So let's. It was yes. just mad.
1: But yeah, he's, he looks. He's 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 a bit of a lump, but he's all right. He's a,
2: isn't he? he's a big lad. He's he is an entirely the most uncultured winger you could ever hope to meet. But I wouldn't want to tackle him. So,
1: yeah. So we've got this good Oshin C. Got in touch, and he said this James Ryan's James Ryan kid's pretty special. But oh, he seems to be flying up, flying under the radar a bit. 18 professional starts. He's now a Six Nations winner. Oh, congratulations, Ireland! By the way, we're oh, yeah. slow on saying that. Well done. Um, 18. You know, we don't do that stuff. So we tend to moan about things. But he said yeah. the um, 18 professional starts now a Six Nation winner, Champions Cup top seed with Leinster hasn't lost a game that he started, and much less, however, nothing like the hype that Atoji got last year.
2: That's a very fair point.
1: Very, very fair and says something about the respective medias that we're dealing with more than anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But yes, he's been exceptional and uh, he's, crea- he's paving the path for a Devin future. future. Uh... <laughs>
1: the screaming skull. <laughs> yeah. Um, any more good from you?
2: Defence, as I've started calling him <laughs> in my head. Um, the only other good is, is a, a, a standing item of just Minotzi.
1: Oh, yeah. In the midst best of it all.
2: About, best thing about an... <laughs> that try he scored.
1: Great. I think he did about 13 sidesteps, but some of them he were about an inch. <laughs> that's, all, that's all
2: that he does. That's all he can do, bless him, is just, and it's, as we've discussed on more than one occasion, That's it's always his first and last thought. We
1: should is, make I'll a comic strip
2: out of his sidestep, man. <laughs> I'll <laughs> do a sidestep. Although fair play to the Italy nine for dummying the kick and basically throwing the entire Welsh defence into absolute shambolic state <laughs> that allowed Minotti to then do about four consecutive sidesteps and get over the line. He's
1: just so ace. I just love him.
2: <laughs> He's my favourite. I'd <laughs> I would just watch him just just sidestepping across his own twenty-two. Everything else in his game, by the way, there's some big problems there.
1: Oh, you know, you don't bother about that, <laughs> do is it? you? Know? His
2: kicking game is bobbins, but that's not what he's there for. No, he's
1: there to bring joy. That's what he's there yes, for. Yes,
2: and that is what he does.
1: What else have we got as good? Ben Twilly on Twitter got in touch at Blood and Mudder, and he said, Good is Jamie George for getting the opportunity in the England 2 shirts, However, shit... Is Jamie George attempting to take his opportunity in England two-shirt? Yes, very, very good point.
2: It, it seems like putting a two on an England hooker's back is something of a, yeah, a curse. Yeah,
1: problematic.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: And then, finally, Van Der Mike got in touch. He said, good was Corey Hill again. Yeah, quietly, an outstanding yeah. performer. Even in games that haven't been going so well for Wales, he's been probably the most consistent player for Wales. I'm going out on a limb.
2: I think he's he's clearly not the finished article yet, but he's clearly a very good, very promising player, and he just works really fucking hard, doesn't
1: he? He does. Uh,
2: and there's a lot to be said for that in international rugby.
1: But yeah, well, look at Rob Shaw. Yeah. He worked, that's, that's one of the few positives, actually, while we're talking good. Rob Shaw, he's basically the English Guillem Garrado at the minute.
2: Yes, he is holding that shit. That shit is held together by like yeah, tape. He's literally
1: fucking loud. Come on. Lads. Seriously.
2: Less shit for five minutes, please. Right. Um, Anything yes, else from you? that. No, I think that's pretty much me done.
1: That's us done. Thank you, Josh. Thank wow. you, everybody. We'll see you next week for the denouement of the championship. Take care. Indeed. Take care,
2: okay, everybody.
0: However you like to do it, indoors, outdoors, in the gym or playing the field, you know that being fit comes with benefits. At Lifestyle Sports, we have the sportswear for you. Brands that turn you on. Innovation that gives you the edge and no strings of dice. So you can choose life with benefits. Style with benefits. Sports with benefits. Your life, your style, your sports at LifestyleSports.com.